Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside. No, there will be no Stella here. The Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show here for live from Sydney, Australia on one end. Where it's 79 degrees, a little bit of clouds, but I can easily see the Sydney Bridge. And on the other side of the globe, there is Seth in Hoboken, <laughs> New Jersey, making good friends with Stella. Well, I, I've gotten it. I've gotten it better than most have. Uh, we have a few inches here in Hoboken, but we're not Long Island, where I know your brother got a couple feet or Livingston. Uh, you know, where it's about a foot, foot and a half, mostly freezing rain, which is or sweet. It was a hor- horrible day. Can't wait to get out, to get out grab, a, grab a beer with the wifey and the kiddo. He's, he's eight months, he's seven and a half months now. I think it's pretty soon he'll be able to start drinking with us and get, get, we've, we've been cooped up all day. So, but we got a good show and Aww. obviously, yep. So, well, Carly got very rarely is Carly. As those of you who typically listen, Carly's not usually around anymore because, well, we host a show on Tuesdays when she's teaching the story of our of our of our career. Uh, my wife is teaching at night, and I'm hosting a sports radio show. Uh, Baruch was all the New York City schools were closed, so she's home, uh, playing about ten feet away, you know, working about ten feet away. Jake is about five feet away, and she told me that if I pick Duke, that she's leaving me which is a little confusing considering she went to that basketball bastion of Lafayette, but either way. So tell us, give us a five minute summary of where we, of what we have done. How many bungee jumps have we made? I'm pretty sure the president isn't walking in this door because I would close the door right on him. No, but the president of your life is because she just told you, you can't pick Duke. Anyway, Bungee jumping was fantastic, and I did not jump off without a rope when I heard Syracuse did not make the tournament. So I was actually on a plane. Uh, bungee jumping was fantastic. Skydiving was fantastic. My travels have been amazing. Uh, I'd like to thank all the little people that have made this happen, including Seth. <laughs> no. The little, thank you. Uh, no, I mean, look, there have been a lot of people that have certainly helped me along the way including my boss and IPC for allowing me to do this 23 day trip there. As Seth and I were discussing earlier, there are not many companies that allow you to do this and many bosses that have the confidence in allowing you to do this. And I'm certainly thankful to both my boss and to the company for allowing me 
to have this privilege to come across the world and and work as well, which I am doing uh, this week. So kudos to them. Uh, kudos to Sean and Kelly Hobbs, Syracuse alumni, uh, good friends of mine, if you've been following the blog. And um, for those that haven't and want to, please get in contact with me. I'd be certainly happy to add you to the blog. Uh, putting me up the last couple of days in Australia, Caroline Hughes and Andrew Lewis for inviting me to their wedding in Melbourne. Fantastic stuff. And I have to tell you, one of the highlights was definitely going to the aquarium in Melbourne. And for no other reason than I saw what Northeast United States people are looking like right now when I saw the penguin exhibit. So good for me. Bad for you. Sorry to hear that. Stella. Anyway. So, yeah, yeah. But I would have I would have assumed you as I watched Jake try and break Carly's computer for the third time today. Um I I would have expected you to pick up the Australian accent. It's Melbourne. They don't they don't pronounce Melbourne. They don't. That is and correct, they, but I, I am I'm not catering to an Australian audience for the most part. Uh there are a couple you're, of you're catering to whatever you're catering that, to whatever audience we can find. <laughs> That's true, but there are some, some newbies that are listening to the show due to the wedding and people that I've met. So so goody for me, uh, adding some listeners, doing some networking while I was at a wedding because the introverted self that I am certainly was not going to meet people at this wedding. Insert yeah, I, we've inside seen life. Sean, we, we've seen you at weddings. The only person who had more pictures than my wife at our wedding was my best man, which was you. I thought you more than you. Now, I, no one has ever called you introverted at a wedding or introverted really in general. <laughs> ever? Ever? So, uh, Probably so, yeah, not. We had a good time Maybe when you were 12. And, and Queenstown was fantastic as well. So all in all, a great trip so far. Uh, next week, Seth will be uh, all alone or finding somebody. Maybe Carly will do her mascot. Um Show that might actually be a good, <laughs> good idea with with the NCAA tournament going on, uh, doing the mascot Car- show. Carly will be back in teaching. I... She cannot ho- she cannot host the mascot show next week. Oh darn it! Well, I'm sure Seth will find a substitute for myself. I will be on a 29 hour flight home. Um, I'm not looking forward to that or coming home for that matter because this has been fantastic. But if there's one thing that I've learned on this trip, it's live in today, not in tomorrow. And uh, I am enjoying every moment in the moment. So uh, certainly a change from my normal lifestyle. And I absolutely love it. So maybe a transfer to Australia? It's oh. been thought of. But we'll, we'll okay. see. We'll see. Look, it's, yeah. it's been thought of and it's been, it's been run around my office. So it's gone a little bit further than just thought of. But uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Anyway, so Syracuse didn't make the tournament. I'm upset. I said last you week on the show, I think we deserved it. I still think we deserved it. But we didn't deserve it enough for me to be angry. Because as I yeah. said yesterday to a couple of people, we didn't earn it. You cannot compare us to Wake or us to USC or anybody else and said we're better than the 64th team or the 65th team and the 66th team. And that's why we should be in the tournament. If you're having that discussion, you shouldn't be in the tournament. And you shouldn't be having an argument about it. Because those last yeah, four this, spots 
are not where you want to be anyway. Well, that was it. I had a discussion, um, Mike Pazeski, who has been on our show pre- years of, years ago, and used to use formerly of Back Sports Page, as big a Syracuse fan just about as you are, was was absolutely livid over this. And to me, you know, this is a discussion we had. I thought you should. I thought you were a better. T- I thought you had a better resume than a USC. But again, USC had a lot more wins. The, you know, their only their only good win, I believe, was. I think that USC had one good win, and I don't remember who it was. It may have been St. Mary's. I, I don't remember. But the problem is when you, and as we said, yes, you had three great home wins. But when you go two and eleven on the road, and you lose badly to St. John's, and you lose to Boston College, and you're not in a place where you can be comfortable. And to me, I thought you were one – do I think you were one of the 32 best teams? Probably. Do I think you have an argument to get in? Absolutely. Do I think there's any reason to be annoyed? No. I I, no, I don't. I'm, I, I I'm don't not annoyed. Think, yeah. No. Yeah, Maryland had that one year as well where apparently Jake was a little bit more annoyed. Jake's annoyed. Yeah. I mean, look, Seth, am I upset? Sure. I think that's a relative normal reaction to your team not making the tournament, whether or not my team deserved it or not. If if Syracuse was three and eleven in conference and went ten and eighteen overall, I'd still be upset that they didn't make the tournament. They wouldn't have deserved it, but I, I would still be upset when the when the tournament bracket came out and they weren't it. I'm not upset. I'm upset with them. I'm not upset with the tournament selection committee. We, if we beat Miami, we were going. That's my take. If we beat, if we won one game in the ACC tournament, we were going, and we would have knocked out Wake Forest because we beat them in the ACC. But at the same time. We didn't earn this. And if you don't earn going, then you have no right to be upset with the committee. You have every right to be upset. Uh, so, so, yeah, so we're not going. And if I was going to choose one year to go, to go away during the, the big dance, this is the greatest year I could have picked. Because I don't have to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to watch Syracuse play. <laughs> and I'm not no, really all don't. that upset about it. I did – I did have to get up at 5:45 to watch, to listen to them lose in the Big East tournament. So good for me, uh, bad for Syracuse. And next year, Bayheim's last year. Well, we'll see if it's Bayheim's last year. But at the same time, they better come with a little bit more than they had this year and quicker. I think by the end of the year, even though they went two and five in the last seven, good a good team but they did not gel quick enough in those three losses at the beginning of the year to UConn, St. John's, and Georgetown. That doomed this team. That was it. So, yeah. And, all right. So and then on the other hand, your, let's, yeah. You know, the Terps, who were the 63rd of 64 teams that were announced, uh, giving a couple Maryland fans some Michigan, some, some agita to say the least. Um, I'm overjoyed with our draw. Uh, I don't think we particularly deserved a six. I, I thought we were we had fallen. You know, we were twenty-two and three when our center uh, Sikowski gets hurt. We go probably three and four to finish the year. 
not we just don't look like the same team. And our freshmen hit the wall. We lose to Northwestern in the, in the in the Big Ten tournament, who played exceptionally well. And to get a when we saw, and I, I spoke with a few Maryland fans about this, when we saw in the first, literally the first four reflected on CBS, who did a much better job this year. And apparently Jake was also not as impressed with uh, with Wisconsin getting an eight. And we you saw Michigan State get a nine. And start, suddenly the concerns started to get there a little bit. What Minnesota is doing with a five is beyond anybody's comprehension. Minnesota is probably the sixth best team in the Big Ten. And the Big Ten is probably the fourth best conference in the league this year, in the country this year. Not a great year, um, to say the least. So, to me, I look at this. And we have a winnable game against Xavier, who, though a good tournament team, is also had similar injury issues. And then to play a far, to play a Florida State, who, while extraordinarily talented but inconsistent, gives us at least a running a path to the 16. I'm not saying we'll get there. I'm not saying we're going to get out of the first round. But I am, to be honest, pretty. I couldn't have asked for a better draw for this team. I would agree with you. Look, I looked at the brackets last night for the first time. That's how much fun I'm having on this vacation, by the way. That last night was the first time I looked at any bracket. And that's because somebody asked me to pick their final four for them. And I looked at Maryland's bracket, and I didn't see anybody that I was so confident was going to come out of that bracket. I think that it's a weak, it's the weakest of the four by far to me. I think it's the likeliest that somebody that is a three, four, or five is going to come out of that bracket than any other. I don't have a whole lot of confidence in the 32 and one Gonzaga. I like Arizona, but they seem to always have a problem in the tournament, except when they make the finals. Florida State, Syracuse beat them. I'm not really all that impressed. They have a whole lot of talent, but they haven't seemed to put it together. So, yeah, I, I don't really have a great idea as to where this is going to go for, for the Terps. And I wouldn't say, I wouldn't think that it's out of the realm of possibility that they can make a very good run and make it to San Jose, if not further than that. So why don't we go through our goal? I'll tell you, I look, I look at a lot of, I look at a lot of these, I look at this tournament. There is no team that overwhelms me. Um, there are some good, there are great, some great potential matchups out there, but I don't look at. There is not one team I look at and say, "Man, that is a definitive Final Four team in my head." Um, you know, I don't love my championship game. I don't love my championship teams. I just, I think this is a fun year of college basketball, but I don't think there was any great teams at all. And okay, I think so. so okay. Yeah, I think I think we should go through these and see where we're at. Um, and if and we'll anyone wants to bit, join, we just we, we just opened up. We also just opened up the Seth and Sean uh, tournament challenge on uh, ESPN. Um, no password. Just come on in and enjoy. Um, to see, just to see what yeah. we do. So I'll talk. Yeah, we'll post that on we'll post that on Facebook in the next this afternoon. Well, my afternoon and your evening. Uh, time frame. So we'll definitely get that. Please join us, see what we can do. And uh, we'll spend about a half hour more on this tournament 
and then we'll go on to the NFL free agency because we haven't touched upon that at all. And it's been an yes. interesting, and I say that liberally, interesting week. And last week, if you recall, we left the show with Brandon Marshall being released. And the last thing I think Seth Kamen's thought was that the Giants were going to pick him up less than three hours later. So we'll talk about that in a second. Okay, so let's go into the East. Um, I think we have uh, Nova winning the first game. Yes? Yes. Uh, I have Wisconsin over Virginia Tech. Wisconsin over Virginia Tech. Okay. I have UVA over UNC. Wilmington in the first five twelve game. I actually I have not liked UVA this year. Um, losing Malcolm Brogdon, I don't think this is the same team they, that they've been in prior years. I don't think their defense is as good. I actually have UNC Wilmington winning this game. Okay, uh, I do have Florida over East Tennessee. Is that East Tennessee? That's State? East Tennessee State, who I actually have winning yeah. over Florida. Uh, wow. It's kind so of my a twelve versus this, a thirteen. This is my one big. This, this, most years I go for a lot of upsets. I didn't this year. This is the one kind of quarter that I guess that I do. The one I don't love Florida with that with their power forward out. They've lost to some mediocre teams going down the stretch. Um, ETSU is a solid solid team, and I mm-hmm. I, I I like this as a twelve thirteen that nobody watches on Saturday. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's Providence, USC, or SMU, and I'll take Providence, USC over SMU. I have no confidence in anybody in the AAC. <laughs> I will take SMU. Okay. Uh, I have Baylor over New Mexico. Agreed. New Mexico State, excuse me. Okay, Marquette and South Carolina. I saw South Carolina play. I didn't really like them. Uh, again, I have no confidence in anybody in the AAC, yet Marquette is now in the Big East. So I will take my brethren in the Big East, or former brethren in Marquette. Well, I kind of look at it also. I, I love the idea of a, of a, of a Coach K Wojo uh, reunion. I have no faith in oh, anyone sure. in the SEC. Um, the SEC, although they've been a little bit better this year, is just perpetually weak. And South Carolina's got one really good player. The name is escaping me. But Marquette's a solid team. They beat Nova. I, li- I like them playing Duke, and I like them giving Duke some problems. Okay, so you obviously have Duke winning the next game. Uh, let's go on the way back up. I have Duke over Marquette. Agreed. Okay, I have Baylor over either USC or Providence. I have SMU over Baylor. Uh, SMU is actually – has a Duke has a Duke transfer who's leading the team right now, and Baylor's fall. Baylor has really kind of fallen back in the last twelve to fifteen games. Um, I don't think they should have gotten the three. I like SMU. Okay, I have uh, UVA over Florida, and I agree. Look, UVA, I don't believe is as good as they have been in the past, which is why this is where they end. But they're still UVA, and they still play very good defense. And I have no confidence in Florida. Now, granted, I know I picked them over East Tennessee State, but I think that this is where uh, UVA goes one more round because I don't think Florida – this is the worst – the best of the worst here. So UVA over Florida. UN, UNC Wilmington over East Tennessee State for me. So a number 12 is going to the Sweet 16. Okay. And I have Nova Wisconsin. 
Agreed. Wisconsin, although Wisconsin will give them a lot of problems, that's a bad, bad uh, matchup for Villanova. With Ethan Agreed. And I have a, I, I have a one and a two in the in the final eight, and I have Duke uh, beating Nova going to the final four. Same, same here. I have Villanova, Wilmington, Duke over SMU, Duke Nova, which could very well be national championship game. And if the brackets had come out differently, I have Duke over Villanova. My wife is giving me a look because she doesn't want me to see me okay. taking Duke anywhere. Let's go to the West. So uh, why don't you spill out yours, and I'll, and I'll go the other way. I, I have Gonzaga over South Dakota State. Agreed. I don't think much of an argument there. Northwestern gets in yeah. for the first time in 79 years. Congrats to uh, Chris Collins and every single sportscaster known to man. I think they last exactly one game. They lose to Vanderbilt. See, and I'm picking them to beat Vanderbilt. Uh, I don't think Vanderbilt deserved to be in the tournament either. But, again, deserving last 60, last four. Look, the tournament directors obviously did. They gave him a nine seed. But I think North, Northwestern's played very well. I'm, I'm picking them here. I have Notre Dame over Princeton. See, I got to find my 5-12 upset. And I think I found it, at least one. Uh, okay, I'm taking Notre Dame as well. West Virginia over Bucknell. Agreed. So, so far we've got – well, I've gone by the chalk. You have uh, one eight nine upset. Okay. Maryland and Xavier. Yep. I'll take Xavier. No, I'm just kidding. I'll take Maryland. Uh, Florida State, Florida Gulf Coast. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say you're taking Xavier over Maryland? No, I said I was about to take Xavier. I said just kidding. I'm taking Maryland. Okay. okay, Maryland. You have okay. I have Maryland. I have Florida State. You have the same. I'm assuming. I got Florida. I got Florida State as well. Yep. St. Mary's VCU. I have VCU. As do I. Arizona, North Dakota. We'll assume that you're going with Arizona. Arizona over VCU. I am. I have Arizona over VCU. I have Maryland over Florida State. Again, probably a little bit of a homer pick, but it's my bracket. I can do what I choose. Um, I have no idea how many Florida State they've been really – I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm actually with you. I'm going to take Maryland over Florida State. I think that, uh, as you said, you don't know how to read – you don't know how to read Florida State and – they could have a very, very bad game. I mean, they are very talented, but they are very young. Uh, and especially their top guy, and I can't remember the guy's name. He looks like Kid and Play. Um, but I'm going to take Maryland here. I think that a little bit of experience goes a long way. In a battle okay. of the old Big East, Notre Dame and West Virginia. I like Notre Dame. Notre and Dame, two great, as, two two great coaches too. You have Huggins versus Mike Bray. I mean, this is a really good game. It should be. It should, it's a very. It's an interesting contrast in styles. Uh, West Virginia, I, the way Notre Dame is playing, you. I don't know how much of the. I don't think you saw any of the ACC tournament. Um, Notre Dame looked extremely good. Bonzi Colvin really giving Duke a run in the final. West Virginia is West Virginia. 
they beat teams that they can beat up. I don't think they can beat up Notre Dame. I like Notre Dame. I'm in agreement with you. I'm picking Notre Dame as well. So, so uh, Gonzaga, Vandy, and, and well, Northwestern yeah. for you, Vandy for me. I like I like Gonzaga. Yeah, I think this is where the Northwestern train ends. So they win one and they're out. So now you have Gonzaga and Notre Dame, and for argument's sake, I'm going to pick Notre Dame. It's really a pick 'em game. Um, I think the difference is Gonzaga is too big. Their seven-one center, I think, is going to be a nightmare of an issue uh, for Notre Dame's front line. I think Gonzaga wins. I think it's one of the better games in the Sweet Sixteen. Okay, Maryland and then we Arizona. Have, unfortunately, and I will say, I if I was gonna, I have no faith in Arizona. You know, they they win the Pac-10. But they beat they beat UCLA when Lonzo Bell uh, busts his thumb. They beat Oregon right after Chris Boucher tears his ACL. I think they're the third best team in that conference. I think they. I mean, I understand why they got the two seed in the Pac-10. I mean, two seed, excuse me, in the West. I. I mean, I think they're going to beat Maryland, but I do not think they're. A, I don't. I don't think they're a very good. I don't. I have no real affinity for their team having watched them play. Uh, and I have Gonzaga beating Arizona in the in, in, in the um, in the in the and Mark Few finally after 20 years, Gonzaga jumps the, not just the shark. Gonzaga finally jumps the hurdle. Is no longer the the best team to never make a Final Four. So in the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games, Arizona has lost. Exactly twice, they've lost to Oregon, and they got blown out. And they lost to UCLA by five. Now, granted, those are all in-conference games, and you're not too impressed by the Pac-10 to begin with, correct? But they did just beat Oregon 83-80. to They beat Oregon without Oregon starting center. Okay, but they played who they could play, right? I mean, and you're right, they did get blown out by them. In February, by the same team. Yeah, look, they're better with Alonzo Trier. The freshman leaking in has been great, and they got a solid. They have a solid point guard. I just, to me, not as good a, a Arizona team as the ones that lost to Wisconsin. Uh, it's back to back years in the fi- in the sweet in the final eight. They just have this may be an easier draw. That's all. Okay, I'm going to pick Arizona. Um, I'm going to pick Notre Dame to go to the final four, which is insane because I didn't think I was. That's how it came out. But, yeah, that, uh, that's subject to change. <laughs> it's whoever comes yeah, this out. Is all sub- this is all subject to change. You know, all right, so let's jump to uh, Like I said, this is, the first, this is the first time I'm really doing this. So, um, so yeah, right now I got Notre Dame. And you know what? I'm probably going to keep it. So, I'll keep it based on what we got here. So, Midwest, Kansas versus uh, – I don't even know who, the, who NC means. Kansas versus North Carolina Central or UC Davis. I will take the Jayhawks in the first round. Shocking upset, but understood. Miami, Michigan State. Michigan State has just been unable to stay healthy all year. And as good as good a tournament coach as Izzo is, Larinaga is a very good one down in Miami as well. I think they have more talent. I'm going with the Hurricanes. As am I. So I got them. So Iowa State, Nevada. I will be picking Nevada 
as the 5-12 upset. And I think Nevada's going to actually win two games in this tournament. I'm going with Iowa State. Yes, uh, I know people, they've become a trendy. This seems to happen every year that there's a team that wins a conference championship. It becomes a trendy, you know, four or five seed to make a run to the final four. I don't see that this year, um, but I, I think they beat Nevada. But I think it's a, Nevada's a good team. I think it's a good, a good game. Purdue, Vermont. Purdue, Vermont beats the heck out of people. That's how they win. They've won. They have the biggest, the longest winning streak in Division One. But you can't beat the heck out of a team that starts guys that are seven one and six ten. Bad matchup for Vermont. I like Purdue. As do I. Okay, Creighton and URI. I like URI. Creighton hasn't been the same since they lost their point guard. Uh, URI is on a good run, having won uh, their. They're the Atlantic 10 championship on Sunday. I have taken URI as well, and I will go with Oregon in the next round over Iona, who I love to – I just love seeing Iona being in the tournament, but I can't see them winning a game there. Okay. Uh, Michigan-Oklahoma State, probably one of the better uh, early games, better first-round games when you have Town Oklahoma State's backcourt with Evans and Joe Forte. Michigan, you know, after the whole issue with the plane crash, seems to really have blended that team, really have bonded that team. They win the Big Ten championship. They're playing well. They're both teams are playing well. I'm going to go with Michigan in a really good first round game. As am I. I, I believe it or not, I'm actually looking up plane crash Michigan because I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe I was just out of town. I guess I was. You were out. You were out of town. Their plane okay. skidded on the runway when they were tr- when they were trying to uh, fly to the Big Ten tournament. Oh. Okay. So then Louisville Maybe over Jacksonville State. I don't. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, so uh, Louisville and Michigan. I will pick Louisville. Um, look, Patino is the tournament guy, right? And Louisville is built for the tournament. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think Louisville's going to go pretty far. So I got Louisville. Oregon, URI, I have Louisville as well, although Michigan, I think, could give them a very good run. Oregon over URI, um, even without Boucher, they have Dylan Brooks. They have uh, the, the point guard from the transfer from Villanova, the name's escaping me. They, they have depth. I think it precludes them yep. from being a championship team but they, they can still make a – I think they'll still make a run. So, Agreed. I have Oregon over URI. I have Purdue over Iowa State. Purdue is Purdue is the best team in the Big Ten this year, and they're, they're solid with Haas and Swanigan up front. Yeah, I actually have Nevada over Purdue here. So, uh, there, there's my 12 seed going to, to the third round. Uh, and then I have KU over Miami. As do I. Uh, and KU so over K- Purdue. And KU over Nevada. So KU is going to the Elite Eight. And then Louisville is going over Oregon. I still have Oregon over Louisville. And, I mean, you've seen more of Louisville than I have this year. I think Oregon's just going to be able to outspeed them. And despite my only reticence I have. That's saying a lot. Louisville is fast. 
my friend. Like that they're a be... very athletic, but they're yeah. not a great scoring team. And Oregon still can shoot the heck out of the ball. And the best player in the game is Dylan Brooks. I'm, I, I, I'm, okay. you know, I, I'm going with Oregon. I'm not really. I have a feeling if Boucher was there, they may have been my championship pick. But I don't think they can go much further. I have Kansas beating Oregon, and and Bill Self goes back to the Final Four for the umpteenth time. Okay, let's go on to the South. UNC and Texas Southern. I think we're taking USC. So there won't yep. be for, for, so there will not be again a sixteen beating a one. In let me ask you of all the te- sixteen one seeds, which is the one you fear the most as a possible upset? San Diego State over Gonzaga, Texas South over UNC, NC or UD over KU, or MS or NO versus Nova? Or do you think that they're have, all just going to be incredible blowouts? I think they're usually – I mean, I don't think they'll all be blowouts. Typically, there's one one sixteen game, which is relatively interesting. Um, I didn't watch enough of championship week to um, – to go to to give you to, to to go anywhere from there, but um okay, I mean who the, who the heck can ever pick a number one? So it's hard to pick anything more than a three seed going down because the one and two seeds are, are pretty much just fodder for the, for the big teams. Um, I have Arkansas over Seton Hall, although that should be that's an interesting contrast to Styles, Mike Anderson, running you know a modified version of. Of 40 minutes of hell, very deep athletic team, although not a great scoring team. Um, and Cena Hall is pretty big and tough as well. So I have Arkansas, and I think Arkansas gives UNC a lot of problems. Um, but yeah, again, I'm never Seton big Hall on UNC anyway. I, so I've, I've Seton Hall in that game um, for the same reason I think they give UNC a lot of problems. They're very big and a different contrast in style to what UNC is looking at. Um, I have. Middle Tennessee State beating Minnesota. As you said, Minnesota has not impressed me all that much this year. Either way, I have Butler beating either one of them in the next round. But I think um, Middle Tennessee State going 30-4, and four, you, you only lose four games in a year. You, you're a pretty good team to begin with. Um, and remember, yeah, this is I, a team that beat Michigan State right last year. And they beat Michigan sure. State in the first they're round also- last year and are more talented this year. Um, I took Butler. Yeah, and the, I'll tell you, I think UNC got an easy run to the eight. I really do. Um, Minnesota is the weakest five. I think Butler is probably the weakest four. And I, Carolina, I think was the number two or number number two overall, maybe number three overall. I I've seen them a lot. I I don't see it. I mean, again, I very rarely see it with Carolina. Let's be fair. But it's you know I don't look at this and say you know they they, they are they've been the, the pretty the consensus to be the national championship team. They do not look like a championship caliber team. They don't shoot the ball that they don't rebound that they offensive rebound really well, but they don't shoot the ball great. They're not a great defensive team. I don't know. I don't see it. Um, Cincinnati, Wake Forest, Kansas State. I have Wake Forest. Well, I have Wake Forest or Kansas State beating Cincinnati. Probably subscribing to the same theory that you do that you have no faith in anyone in the AAC. I happen to like John Collins and Wake yeah. Morris has gotten much better. I think they're going to be able to outrun them. I agree. So I have them as well. And then I have UCLA over Kent. Um, I just think UCLA is a better team. 
Wichita State over Dayton. Uh, Dayton going 24 and 7, Wichita State going 30 and 4. Again, if you only lose four games in, in NCAA uh, conference uh, play, then you are a good team. And I think you're one, one win. I mean, they beat Illinois State. Their three of their four losses are to Louisville by 10, Oklahoma State by 17, and Michigan State by 5. So at the same time, those are not bad losses. By any of those, they beat Illinois State twice out of three games. I think this is the this is where they go here. So, uh, so I got them winning the first round over Dayton. Well, I actually have Dayton over Wichita State. I hate these matchups because to me, when you have the two good quote unquote mid majors, and Dayton, you know, yep. behind Archie Miller, who probably I'm assuming this may be his last year there, whether he goes back to NC State, whether he goes, I don't know, to Indiana. Um, I don't want to see these guys play each other. It's like watching Wichita State and Gonzaga play a couple of years ago. I want to see, you know, they don't give these these teams too many games to play. I'd like to see, I would have liked to have seen Illinois State, to be honest, over some of these other teams who won 27 and 3, 28 and 3. Um, I have Dayton. Um, I think everyone is taking Wichita State, which kind of kind of makes me feel. And I watched Wichita State absolutely annihilate Illinois State in the final for the Missouri Valley. Um, they're a solid team, and Marshall's a heck of a coach. I think Dayton wins this game. I have a feeling Wichita State may be actually looking past Dayton to their rematch with you know from 2014 when they were 35 and 0 with Ron Baker and uh, Fred Van Cleef Van, Van Cleef, uh, to Kentucky in the round of 32. Sure. Why happy to Northern? Georgia. Okay, and then I have Kentucky over NKU. Uh, yeah, who doesn't? I assume um, you're with me. Okay, yeah. then I have Kentucky over Wichita. Kentucky over Dayton in that kind of 77 74. It's kind of like it's one of those games that you know they're going to be within five points at the end, but they're just never going to be able to jump, make the jump. And this is a hard thing for me. So UCLA over Wake Forest, but I'm very troubled by UCLA. I'm troubled by a lot of these teams because UCLA doesn't play defense. So, I mean, I have UCLA over Wake in a 90, pretty much 95-90 kind of game. Then I have Butler over Middle Tennessee, as do you. And we have a we have a Middle Tennessee fan uh, yelling in from the uh, from from the bleachers. Um, UNC over Arkansas. Agreed. Well, I have UNC over the Hall, but yeah, same difference. So I have UNC over Butler, and then I have UK over UCLA. I have. UNC over Butler and UCLA Kentucky is pretty much the best game of this week 16 to me. I have UCLA cause I have UCLA. Uh, there, I think it'll be an extraordinary game. I, I hope I get the opportunity to see it. And then I have, I would have either UCLA or or Kentucky beating UNC and I have UCLA beating. Them. Wait, so you have UNC beating UCLA or UCLA being UNC? I have UCLA beating UNC. The winner to me of UCLA Kentucky wins the region. Okay. And I will take UK over UNC as well. So 
I have Kentucky. My final four is Kentucky, Kansas, which seems like every year it's Kentucky, Kansas. And I have Duke, Notre Dame. And Duke, Notre Dame is an interesting, interesting matchup to me. Um, But that's what I got, Duke, Notre Dame. Uh, I have Duke beating Notre Dame. Because as I said, I believe I said this a while back, almost a month ago. I said, yeah, when Duke, when Syracuse beat Duke, I said this. I think Duke was going to win the whole thing, and I still do. I don't think no, nothing has changed my mind about that. Uh, I have Duke playing Kansas in the finals and Duke winning the whole thing. I think Duke has the best talent. And they do. Yeah, I, 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 and they're finally putting it together. Yeah, um, I have Duke over Gonzaga. I have Kansas over UCLA. And for the second time in his career, Bill Self wins a national championship. This is certainly not one of the stronger fields I've ever seen, not one of the stronger championship teams I've ever seen. Um, but Kansas led by probable player of the year, although I probably wouldn't vote for him. Frank Mason, I have over Kansas over Duke. Okay. And my wife is cheering so in the background. Have- because she doesn't want Duke, <laughs> and that's not why I made so, the pick. So we basically, so we both have, we both had the same finals. Uh, I, I'm going to pick a final score of seven, uh, eighty-five to seventy-eight. Scary. I already submitted. In- I submitted. I submitted my pick to the tournament challenge. To, for ESPN on, on the Seth and Sean bracket, eighty three seventy six. Well, I think we look. We we understand that having close finals is okay, but if it's a close game in basketball, it generally is added to in the last minute by free throws here and free throws free throws there. Right? I mean, right. So. So the fact, so that's why I always pick eight, eight or seven points. So that's where I'm going with that. So good for me, uh, good for you, and uh, we'll see where we wind up, and we'll be able to tell you next week on this very show. So I'm going to go look right. for the group right now. Seth, you said it was the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show group. Yes, is that what Seth it's called? Seth and Sean. It's just called just called Seth and Sean. Okay, find the groups, suggested groups. Okay, I'm going to look it up right now. And we'll get that down. Okay. So, so we have our – go ahead. We have about 15 minutes. And, I mean, we need to talk a little bit of uh, free agent pickup, free agency in the NFL. And Absolutely. we can start in a thousand different places. We can start with – but I'll start with my beloved Giants picking up, in my mind, a steal in Brandon Marshall for a two-year, $11 million contract. First year guaranteed at six. Um, the Giants need a couple things. They need a, a better, a revised offensive line. I could, they could use a tight end. I have more confidence in Paul Perkins than most people do. But the Giants needed a big target. And Marshall, as a veteran, six three, six four guy, fits the, fits the bill perfectly. He will. This will allow one on one matchups for Shepard and for ODB. They have no excuse with this offense at this point. If they can get it, if 
this is as much as I, I, I can't ask for a better, I can't ask for a better wide receiving trio than this. Well, from a guy that has watched Brandon Marshall over the last, I think it's three years, be careful what you wish for. Brandon Marshall is a very good wide receiver. He drops a lot of balls, a lot of balls. And is it possible he is on the downside of his career? The other thing you have to worry about, I don't know if it's worry about it, but it's a fact. Brandon Marshall has never made the playoffs. Did you know that? Ever. Yes. So Yes, I did. I don't know. Um, so it, it, it's an interesting, not to say that it's all because of him, but wow, a team that has never made the, never made the, uh, the playoffs is, is really interesting. A lot of other interesting moves. Uh, I think you have to start off by discussing very rarely do we see a quarterback traded. And very rarely do you see a quarterback trade with a second-round pick for a fourth-round pick. Brock Eisler, Paul Podestra playing football money ball, trades a second-round pick, trades a fourth-round pick to Houston for a fourth-round pick. And Brock Osweiler, they promptly drop Osweiler. And they are loaded at the, for this draft in, with with in the first uh, for the first two days. I guess if you, I guess when you're at the bottom and you have nothing you have nothing else to lose and you have no and all you really and you have money to spend. It's interesting. They Cleveland did a nice job. They re-signed uh, Batonio, their offensive lineman from Nevada. They signed the best guard in the market in Kevin Zietler. With the two of them and Joe Thomas, it's a really good offensive line. The problem is they don't have much else. Well, I think there are a couple of things. Did I see that Oswald was actually dropped by Cleveland? I don't think that's happened yet. Yeah. It may eventually oh, I think it's happen, about, but. It, it's it, okay. so it's certainly... been considered that's going to happen. Yeah, they're if it looking hasn't for, yeah, they're looking for a trade. And if I have to be honest, as uh, Brian Costello on the New York Post said right now, Brock Osweiler is actually perfect for the Jets. He's a, a placeholder and a young placeholder at that, and he can grow with the team. You know what? He played very well with Denver. He just didn't have the gut, the, the gumption in Houston, and I think they got, I don't know. Could, could you say they had a quick hook with him? It's possible. Uh, I think they did. I mean, you signed some – granted, they made the mistake at the beginning – signing a man that they had never even talked to for that amount of money. Here we are. I think Cleveland did a great deal. They own the next two drafts. As long as you don't mind paying $16 million and you have an owner that's willing to do that. And, you know, it's not rarely seen, Seth. It's never been done. This type of draft, this type of uh, trade has never been done. This is commonly done in the NBA. This is commonly done in baseball, which is trading for a bad contract. But in the NFL, from what I understand, this is the first time this has ever happened. So good for Jimmy Haslam, who's granted been under indictment or <laughs> almost indictment over the last couple of years for Flying J, uh, the owner of the Cleveland Browns. Good for him ponying up the money in order to make his team better. And that's a second round pick. If they want to go after Jimmy Garoppolo and he's available, they have the ammunition for that. If they, they have the ammunition to go after anybody if they want. 
They have, I believe, two firsts, two seconds this year. I believe they have two, uh, a first and at least two seconds next year, plus multiple picks later in the draft. I think the Browns have 14 picks in this year's draft, or 11 or 14 picks. The one thing I could say bad on Cleveland is Terrell Pryor. So instead of giving Terrell Pryor a little bit more money, they decide to go spend $32 million on Kenny Britt. In fact, as you, we've been doing this show for four years, you know my feelings on Kenny Britt and the fact that he has underproduced his whole career, right? He's just not fulfilled yeah. the promise coming out of Rockers. I, ironically, the team, you know, a team that seems to be pretty much in sync despite being one of 15 in Cleveland, and he leads them to go to the heart of dysfunction in the nation's capital. Uh, Washington has been, is for all intents and purposes, a joke at this point. Scott McLaughlin, for all, pretty much kicked out as GM. The, this, you know, having done a nice job, uh, you know, very good evaluator of talent, he's brought in a lot. And the way he was treated and the way he was kind of thrown out has really soured all Washington fans. And, you know, Bruce Allen has a job, God knows why. And Snyder continuously just, he just brings up ways for people to hate him. And, I mean, it's funny looking on my Facebook and seeing diehard Redskins fans saying, look, I'm now looking for another team. Um, because they're tired of this. This is a team that's won two million playoffs twice in 20 years. You know, Kirk Cousins, who they franchised, now they want, he wants out. You lose Pierre Garçon to the 49ers. Who's the Sean Jackson? You're kind of going back into the circle again. And I've always hated the Redskins as a Giants fan who went to school in, in, in right outside of DC. I dealt with it all the time, all of these fans all the time. It drove me nuts, but this is one, uh, this is an ugly situation down in Washington. If you can refine the article that Michael Wilbon wrote about it. Oof. It just is very di- – or Tony Kornheiser, excuse me, is very difficult to be a Redskins fan right now. Yeah, Seth, you and I both lived in D.C. We both had our instances where we made fun of D.C. fans, specifically – and radio hosts, specifically Steve Saban, who I once heard referred to Joe Gibbs as God, where he's – when he came back to coach – and they are as rabid fans as I can ever remember in saying God has returned to DC sports when Joe Gibbs returned much maligned return at that. And I asked my brother, I said, who, if they returned to New York sports, would you say would be God? It took him a while. We had my brother's pretty knowledgeable in sports, pretty knowledgeable in sports. And I think he said Babe Ruth. Now, there's a very big <laughs> difference between Babe Ruth and Joe We discussed this on our show before, actually. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, Babe Ruth is dead. Thank you for clearing up very... that Babe Ruth is dead. Is that, is that, how, is that how I chose you as right. a co-host? Because your knowledge that, knew, that knew, he is dead? Immortality. I, I was knowledgeable in mortality. But the fact is... Redskins fans are great fans. Uh, they're obnoxious for the most part, but they are great fans. 
and they are very, very knowledgeable about their team. And if they are giving up on their team at this point, that's saying a lot. Uh, Dan Snyder was never a good fit for the NFL. The guy I compare Mark's Dan Snyder to, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, Seth, would be Mark Cuban. Except Mark Cuban learned how to operate within the system and, learned, and did everything for the betterment of his team, not necessarily his ego. Mark Cuban's got a big ego, don't get me wrong, but he always put the team first. I was first. wondering where you were going I don't with think that. Dan, I, do, I don't think Dan Snyder, who, who is the NFL equivalent of Mark Cuban, I think he's become more of the NFL equivalent of George Steinbrenner. And that's not the right way to go. No, I, I disagree because George Steinbrenner won championships. I think he's become okay, the fair. equivalent of James Dolan. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, that, that's a good comparison. And it, it, you look it's around. Sad. It's really free, sad. You look around this free agency market, and you see some of these names that are still out there: uh, Jamal Charles, Adrian Peterson, Darrell Revis, Colin Kaepernick, you know, Jay Cutler, Tony. Oh, well, Tony Romo is going to. We think is going to be cut at some point. There is a lot of older talent. I get. I mean, when we talked about Revis last week, do you think? Do you still think he's going to take the season off? I think if he was smart, he'd take the season off. I think nobody's going to sign him for more than $6 million, and he's getting $6 million not to do anything. So, yeah, I think if he was smart, he'd take the season off. Some of the guys that are still available are Dante Hightower, who I think eventually goes back to New England. I think he's using the Jets as a, as a nice leverage, but I don't think uh, he has any desire to become a New York Jet, nor should he, quite frankly. And you have Dontaria Pope, who I don't know where he goes. I mean, he is a tremendous force in the middle. Morris Claiborne, the cornerback at yeah. Dallas. Jonathan Hankins, Jonathan Hankins from the Giants. He's probably looking for some Damon Harrison money, and I don't think he's getting it from the Giants. And it's an interesting construct between him and Pope. So Poe is 27, Hankins is 25. Number two and number four are probably in the top 50 free agents list. Where are they going? Who's going to pony up the money? And there's a lot of money out there. And then you have Jared Cook. And Jared Cook you thought would go back to the Packers because he had such a great year and certainly a great uh, playoffs. But, yeah, what what do you do? You go sign Martellus Bennett and then – when I think, oh, great, they signed Martellus Bennett so the Patriots are awful again, the Patriots go out and do what the Patriots do. They go and sign Stephon Gilmore to be a cornerback. They go trade for Braden Cooks to be their number one wide receiver. And they go and get Dwayne Allen for a six, for a f- equivalent of a fifth-round pick. Bill Belichick, if he's not the best GM in history, he's definitely in that top five right now. Him and Kassini are a match made in heaven. Uh, every time I think that they're on the downswing, they just do, they just do more. They, they are the prototypical, we don't rebuild, we reload. We have five minutes left. And 
I'm assuming there's some things you'd like to discuss. You want to talk a little World Baseball Classic to see this see Israel at four and zero. What do you want? I'll give you I'll give you the last five if you if you want them. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. So shalom lachayim and all that to the to our Jewish brethren who are four and zero in the World Baseball Classic. Look, you're never going to get Americans to get behind the World Baseball Classic that the way that you do Latinos or the Asian countries, the APAC countries. It's it's just not as important. We unfortunately we don't have the spirit and nationality around baseball that we do around other sports such as hockey and whatnot. But it has been fantastic watching some of the World Baseball Classic. I have caught a game here or there. I did have an interesting conversation with somebody in the office today. What is the hardest sport to play? And we'll talk about that next week along with the NCAA tournament. Uh, his response was rugby, and my response was hockey. So we will have a, a little discussion, not next week, but the week after. Seth will have a guest host next week uh, to be determined, but we will certainly publicize that while I am sitting on a beach in Bali. I know you guys are really jealous, and that's okay. You have every right to be. So, um, yeah. So the rest of my trip consists of a couple more days here. I'm going to be walking a bridge tonight over the Sydney Bridge. I'll post a picture or two on our Facebook page. And then I off to Bali, and I'll be going swimming with sharks, which may very well be a sport there. One of the interesting comments from the, from the fans on the, on the blog this week is, is your trip consisting only of falling off of high buildings? Not, or high things, being that I also jumped out of an airplane. Not a bad question from Eric Junker. Uh, we will be having, the blog will have the top best questions either tonight or tomorrow night in the blog. So please follow that along. Um, Seth, do you have any last statements on your Maryland Terps? You have them going to, I believe, the Sweet 16, maybe the Elite Eight. Um, is this heart or head going on here? They haven't played well in the last ten games, but I, I full fledgedly admit it. Um, we'll see what happens. Either way, it's good. It's good to be in without an issue, without a question, and they they deserve their bid this year. Um, for those of you, I mean, Sean will post the Seth and Sean the ESPN uh, group for us. Anyone want to post their bracket? Their brackets. We'll see how it plays out. Next week, I'll have someone on the show. I have no idea who. Maybe I'll have Carly do the mascot show. Or maybe we'll discuss the first the first two rounds of the tournament. For Sean Palmer in sunny Sydney, this is Seth Kamen's in snowy uh, Hoboken setting. We're cutting 45 seconds off, so I can go grab a beer. <laughs> All right. uh, for Sean Palmer, this is Seth Kamen's on the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show. Have a good week, everybody. I'm going to go grab a beer myself, and it's only 11 a.m. See you all. There Bye-bye. you go. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.